The following podcast is a part of RadioMisfits.com. From the birthplace of modern winemaking, Sonoma, California, welcome to the winemakers. Local experts Sam Katuri, Bart Hansen, and Brian Casey, along with host John Myers, invite you to listen in as they discuss all facets of winemaking. So sit back, pour yourself a glass, and let's hear what the guys have to say this week. There we go. You got to get it underneath, Brian. Oh, oh. man, that's a fat yeah. glass. <laughs> fat more. <laughs> Welcome to the winemakers. We've got a special show going on this weekend. We've got um, Melanie here who contacted us through, uh, through Ed, the podfather, and said that uh, she was going to be coming to town this weekend uh, with some friends, and they were going to be doing some wine-related activities. And uh, I think, I don't know if I was in my right mind at the time, but um, I think I mentioned on the show that it would, well, what the hell? Let's have them, let's have them all on the show. How many is there? 15, 30 people? That, that'd be fun. Let's get them on the show and uh, talk about wine. And um, it was kind of just off the cuff, but we somehow pulled it together we got them all here. You guys are staying at... Um... Well, and I think what actually solidified it is that last week when uh, we got together and recorded, you made the invitation. And you said that... On the we, air. Since, <laughs> since there were right, a group right. of... And, and since it was... Some of you are um, active military, um, trying to do something having to do with Memorial Day. And, um, and then that, that is the lost um, episode. So um, no oh, one actually heard that, okay. but we didn't think about it. So, you know, we're thrilled to have you guys here. Um, and yeah, you weren't really of your right mind. That was, you know, well, usually by the end of the second show, episode, not. you know, second episode. And then we, we were really intrigued by the, by your email because it, I think one of the last sentences was that you were inspired to purchase a vineyard in Paso Robles. And that scared the shit out of us because <laughs> we thought someone listening to us and then they decided to buy a vineyard in Paso Robles. Now, so why don't you introduce yourself and please maybe explain yourself. What exactly, what, where are you at in the process of doing that? Oh, thank you. Uh, so my name is Melanie. I'm actually an active duty Navy nurse uh, and I was stationed in Naples, Italy for a few years and just fell in love with wine. Uh, that's weird. My father was for, my sister was born in Naples. Oh, really? Uh, because of that, yeah. Oh, that's, yes. Yeah. Probably at the, the Smelly Hospital, I imagine. I, <laughs> I will ask him about that. Yes. <laughs> um, yes. No, there's a lot of... You mean smells like garlic and tomatoes, um, right? Yes. No. That and, and sulfur. There's lots of sulfur over there. Okay. They, okay. The uh, volcano activity over there is pretty high, oh, and, right. um, which of course turns into really good wines because um, they grow a lot of the the grapes there on the on Mount Vesuvius the yeah, side of that yeah, so yeah, yeah. Um, but I loved going around and visiting the vineyards and meeting the people and it was just such a of course I was there just to drink the wine initially but as I got to know more and more about it I really really enjoyed meeting the people and finding out the history and how this grape turns into the wine so uh, so a few years ago I uh, watched the movie Psalm and yeah. was like, oh, well, yeah, that's I want I want to make my life with wine. Um, so for the last few years, I've been focusing on. Did you bring your flashcards? I I have the I have some in my purse, but not all of them. <laughs> I I actually have found that I am way more intrigued by the wine making process, the grape growing process. I don't know that I could uh, study as hard as it takes to be a psalm. Right. Um, but. Uh, but so I, last year I started volunteering at the Tackett Family Vineyards in Paso Robles, uh, coming up and just helping with whatever they needed. Um, and that has been my, my weekend job for the last year. And there's a vineyard near them up for sale. And I am going to buy it. Wow. So, yes. And pl plan going forward is for you to be the winemaker? Or are you going to surround yourself with uh, really smart people? Or are you just going to fly uh, <laughs> by the seat of your pants and start crushing grapes? Uh, probably a little of both. Okay. Um, there you go. The, the Tackets have offered to mentor me, and they do. The property now has a winemaker, uh, Larry Gomez, with Via Vega Vineyards, who actually makes their wine already. So my goal is just to kind of continue the process and, and learn from them as I go. So I've heard, and I, I was actually curious what you guys thought. I've heard that you could, some people are really good at growing grapes and some people are really good at making wine. And sometimes it's hard to do the, do both. 
you know, I growing grapes is really hard. Um, making wine, maybe not quite as hard, um, but you can make really drastic mistakes making wine, um, which will then ruin all the hard work you did out in the vineyard. Um, so I, I think they're both a kind of a different skill set. Myself, I came from the vineyard. I mean, from the winery background. Um, I could have never been a. I, I don't think I could go and be a grape grower now. Um, but I think you can be a grape grower and then become a really successful winemaker. Why? Because, why do you say that though? Well, because I think it's just a. Oh, look at that, Sam Katuri. Holy shit! How did Everyone he get here that quick? <laughs> this is Sam Katuri. That I. The last text was that he was bottle fucked because he was he was landed at <laughs> Oakland Airport. So my my advice was drive on the shoulder, <laughs> and it looks like he might have done that. <laughs> <laughs> Sam Katuri, welcome to the podcast. <laughs> so I, I, anyway, while Sam gets himself settled, I'll just finish my thought is that I, I think that it's a little easier. I, I think what you learn from growing grapes transmits directly into winemaking. And I, and I, so it, I think if, if you're going to start in the vineyard, start in the vineyard and the winemaking goes right along with it. I wish I would have had the opportunity. I spent very little time in the um, in the vineyard when I was in the in the prime of my career. I guess. So, and despite yeah. that, he still knows something. Yeah. <laughs> well, Melanie, do you know what um, what kind of what grapes are growing on that property right now? They have Malbec, Petit Verdot, and a little bit of Cab Franc. So Whoa! So now that's going to be sort of an odd blend. Yes. Right. Yes. I don't know what. The, so what have they been doing? Previously, have they been doing single varietal estate wines, or have they been selling it, or have they been blending it all together? A little of both. Okay. So they, the Cab Franc, they keep all for themselves, um, uh -huh. and then uh, they keep a little bit of the other two. Um, they do some blends and then buy some um, Cab and Merlot to make the Bordeaux, Bordeaux blends with okay. their wines. Okay. Okay. And what's their reason for getting out? Um, Wally. They fell in love with you and decided yes, to sell it to you at pennies exactly on the dollar. It. I wish. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, Wally turns 80 this year, so, um, okay. and I think that they're just, you know, this was their second career. I think they're ready to, um, move on and, and, you know, spend a little more time with their family instead of taking care of a vineyard. And, so. and did you, did you say where it's located, where the vineyard's located? It's near Paso Robles, so in San Miguel, the Estrella AVA. It's actually part of the Pleasant Valley Wine Trail, which is the same one that the, the Tackett family vineyard. So it's north of... Paso, right? North of the 46, east of Paso. Yeah, yeah. So out, out yeah. in that area. East, east side, yeah. Yes, yes. Yep, cool. And are you, you, where do you live? I live in Oceanside right now. I'm stationed at, um, on Camp Pendleton. So. And how so far is that from the vineyard? A, well, it's about a five-hour drive if you don't get stuck Ooh, in L.A. Drive, in wow. traffic. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. So, so you good. need some people. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, might I mention that Sam Katuri's father is available for hire? Right. Um, but you might want to hit the lottery yeah. before you <laughs> hire him. <laughs> to get Phil to drive to a vineyard in East Paso. Right. Uh, once. Maybe we get him once. You know what? He's maybe never met Mel. Maybe, maybe, maybe he meets her and decides that, uh, you know, he's willing to do that. I mean, She's very the, the label right? does say warrior, <laughs> but I think maybe not the warriors, which is where he's headed right now to go to the basketball game. Oh, okay. <laughs> So you were coming from Oakland, and he was heading back towards. Yeah, we waved. We waved somewhere on the Richmond Bridge. Okay. <laughs> well, he was on the lower deck. Yeah, I was on the upper right deck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Vulcan mind meld. Yeah, something like that. And know. where have you been, Sam? Uh, I was in Los Angeles for the week. Um, for Alice's birthday. For Alice's birthday, um, we went to Paul Simon at the Hollywood Bowl. Wow. Uh, and. Like everything, uh, personal, family related. I also sold wine. <laughs> went to a, went to a couple wine shops. Uh, the wine stop downtown L.A. Great little spot. And uh, Michael's in Santa Monica, like one of the original farm to table kind of restaurants, opened in 1979. Still crushing it. Um, all natural wine list. Um, actually, a bunch of the only Katuri that's not on the list there yet is sixteen six hundred, but we'll be there soon. <laughs> right, and you said all natural wine list. Like, um, I'm, maybe there was some other stuff like deep into the cellar that wouldn't necessarily qualify. But um, the the wine director there, I didn't get enough of her backstory. But at some point, she was driving from New York across the country to come to L.A. and stopped in Texas 
and somebody said, yeah, there's there's wine in Texas, in Texas Hill Country. And she's like, what? I'm from New York. There's no such thing. And uh, <laughs> Delicious she, wine in Texas. There's real there wine happening go. in Texas. <laughs> and there was this guy there uh, who my uncle's been working with for uh, since the 90s, early 90s probably, named Louis Dixon. He has a, a winery called Cru, uh, La Cruz de Camal. And she found... Texas's at least premier, if not only, uh, natural wine. <laughs> I don't know. I'm sure there's some others. Um, and she now represents that wine in, in L.A., has it on her list, represents my uncle's wine in L.A. Um, and totally, I mean, you go to this place. It's Santa Monica. It's like, you know, it, it was not inexpensive. Uh, and you were looking, the, the list that they put on the table, there wasn't a single wine, a single Burgundy on the list. And, you know, it's like, it was all like Loire Valley, all these sort of like interesting, sort of more off the beaten path kind of places. And you start to dig in a little bit and it all kind of makes sense. And the food totally like fit that, uh, fit that kind of ethos. Right. So oh. that was well, Michael's Santa Monica was the highlight for sure. You know, and Bart, and Paul, you, Simon, Paul Simon was pretty good. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's not a bad at the Hollywood Bowl. At the Hollywood Bowl. Bart, you were the one that, that turned us on to the podcast by Marissa Ross, and I forget who her partner is. I think she, they've done three episodes. Natural Wine. Natural yeah. Wine. Their and podcast is Natural Disasters. Natural uh, Disasters. Adam, Adam uh, Vurva, is, is Greek. Yeah. Adam. Adam. And he's, Adam not so, he's not the snarky bastard I thought he was. I've actually he's, listened to all three uh, he's shows. He's pretty snarky. He's pretty and, sn- I mean, I've tasted, uh, he used to be a wine guy at uh, Hatchet Hall in LA, and I, he, right. I tasted him a few times. He's, he's snarky. Uh, but I think she, I, I, I think like, she is much snarkier. Yeah, well, she is a spitfire. Chug it out of the bottle; it's not good enough to drink. Right, and I think it seems like L.A. has this a real a big out of a bottle this right. I know <laughs> it seems like a real like the biggest natural wine scene is going on in Southern California. Yeah, and and you know, and it's funny because I was listening to their show, and I'm like, they're talking about some winemaking techniques. I'm going, no, that's not it. You're wrong. Someone needs to correct you. But I'm glad it's not me because they'd eat me up and spit me well, out. Well, you know that's the, <laughs> the the natural one thing is you don't have to follow the rules that um, you know the, necessarily the best practices uh, in a winery. But the probably the best natural wines are the ones that do but still maintain the ethos. Um, but you know, the, completely agree. I was actually I had this in this conversation at, at Winestop with the buyer owner at Winestop and. Um, his thoughts were, you know, the thing about natural wine, because it's really not a officially defined thing, um, it can be, it can va- your methods can vary right. vintage to vintage, kind of depending on what's coming in. If you right. have a vintage that, you know, it's, maybe it's been foggy all summer and there's, there's higher molds and mildews. You know, you might need to use. I think. Um, I think one of the sulfur there, yeah, where you wouldn't in another vintage. So you know, like Terry Almond, some of the best, probably the best natural wine in the world. Not every year is San Souffre, not without right. sulfites every year. So, right. you know, you should have allow yourself the the freedom to make good wine. I, I agree, and and it, and it's interesting because what I liked about the last episode that they talked about is that the thing that there has to be is there has to be a common language. And um, and and there doesn't seem to be a common language, so uh, it was it was interesting. So it's, it's a good it's a good listen, folks. Um, yeah, I just don't know how line. far they're going to be they're able to take like that show. They've done like a half a dozen, maybe not even that many yet. It's three. I've listened There's to all three. three. I think they they have a fourth that uh, I th- I think I saw her Instagram last night that's coming out. I just don't know how far down the rabbit hole you can go with natural wine talk because even in the last episode, you get to that point where you're like, yeah, it's it's about the terminology, and at that point. Where do you go? There's there's no laws on the books. There's nothing written down that says this is how this is and this is how this is. It's all basically, you know, based on style of the winemaker. Right. And so uh, how much can you talk about natural wine? Um, they're going to do their own thing. They're going to, I mean, until the someone gets involved and starts laying down like, okay, well, you need to do less than 25 parts per million of sulfur. It means that there's no additions of water. There's no additions of acid. It means that there's uh, there no additions of color. Like, until that's all written out, it's, a, it's just a fucking free-for-all. Sorry, that's my little, no. <laughs> my little rant. Um, I mean, we just, I came, like, out of the car right into, like, this deep conversation, which I appreciate. The rosé is helping. <laughs> um, but, the you know... I wouldn't. I don't actively, and I think I've talked about this before. I don't actively seek uh, 
the natural wine label for 16600. I, I don't think, um, frankly, that we are. Um, you know, we use sulfur when we have to. Um, we will use commercial yeasts if, if things get stuck. Um, you know, we are in California. We'll add water if we have to. Um, but people put us in that conversation, A, because of, you know, what my last name is and the family history, but also, you know, the bottom line, and, and this is the thing that matters the most, if, if it's not organic grapes, who fucking cares what you're doing in right, the winery? Right, right. If I mean, you're using yeah. grapes that have been sprayed with Roundup and systemic fungicides and herbicides, who cares if you put it in 700-year-old freaking Kivari and fermented on the skins but it doesn't matter um, sounds cool so, though, don't it? yeah exactly it sounds <laughs> cool and which is the bottom line so much of wine selling wine talking wine podcasting um is to build the story around the wine um and if your story isn't good maybe you then find other ways to identify and differentiate yourself um but hopefully i can avoid that Hopefully we all can avoid right. that right. by just knowing who makes your wine and how it's made, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's not, a, it's not a, a luxury that everybody has, but when you can, it's, it's worth it. And some, you know. Yeah, and, and let's my, face my it. My rant over. Yeah, well, and let's face it, not, you can't always use organic grapes. Uh, you can. Right. I can't. You know, sometimes I can't source them. Sometimes I can't afford them. Um, but you do the best you can. You have your winemaking philosophies and styles. And as long as you stick to that and true to it, you know, and you're and you're you're selling yourself for what you're making. That's the most important thing. You know, if someone judges you because you use a little bit of sulfur, um, then so be it. They there's plenty of people Fuckle. that yeah, there's plenty of people that won't judge you for it. And I think that's what what basically what I've gotten from their podcast too is that is if the winemakers are upfront about things when you first meet them and say you know sustainable is one of those words that who the fuck knows what that means. But but if you're saying yeah, we Nothing. had a little sulfur and in this vintage we need to do this, we need to do that, whatever. I'd love to have her on the show. I think she, I, she to me, she's very entertaining, uh, Marissa. I I, um, I quit using the term like people would say, "Is this an organic vineyard?" And I remember one time saying, "Well, it, he says he farms it sustainably," and man, that person just was all over me. Well, what does that mean? What does sustainable mean? Do they use Roundup? You know, and I'm like, yes, they do. Sustainable means they use Roundup. Yeah, in Sonoma County, if they say the vineyard is sustainable, sustainable. means they use Roundup. Roundup. Oh, I thought it meant that they didn't flush the toilet until they took a poo. <laughs> If it's yellow, leave it mellow. If it's brown, flush it down. Right? Hashtag drought babies. See, now, th- th- we obviously, we need a book with, th- with these definitions because we're, we're not on the same page at all. See, the nomenclature. Will you guys introduce right. yourselves? We yes, got to, more guests that we want to get to because we, we w- would like to at least say hi to everybody today. Sure. Um, so I am Valerie Scott. I'm a civilian psychologist as well as a National Guard psychologist. Um, oh, we finally got a psychologist on. Yeah. We've got a whole room full of them, actually. Could have used you from <laughs> show one. <laughs> and um, so I'm just absolutely in love with wine, and I'm actually leaving uh, my job as a psychologist for the military. Um, I'm going to stay in the National Guard, but I'm going back to school to learn more about wine, uh, marketing and sales. Yeah, starting in wow. January. Good for you. Yeah, thanks. Oh, All right. <laughs> and? A psychologist selling I wine. Know, <laughs> <laughs> Done for. Yeah, you're hired. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we wanted you to say. So my name's Tom. Uh, Valerie's my wife. We actually met in Texas and got married at a Texas winery. And what so, was it called? Where we had our first date. We had our first date at Wedding Oak Winery in San Saba, Texas. Okay. And then three years later to the day, we got married there. Wow. Um, so it'll be two years ago, two weeks from now. All right. Um, so it's a very special wine to us, um, and it's absolutely delicious. So if you ever have the chance. <laughs> Shameless plug. <laughs> They're not paying me, by the way. For those of you I in Radio Land, she looked them. right at me as she said that. I get nothing from them. <laughs> we, uh, we have a good friend who makes wine down in Texas. He would, he would uh, concur with you. It's, it's amazing down there. Yeah. Shout out to Randy Hester. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I don't know if you guys know Lightning Wines. He's a... Winemaker that uh, makes wines here and then also in Texas. So yeah, his uh, Texas brand bit. is CL. CL I was going to say his his Texas brand is different than Lightning Wines, but Randy uh, Hester is the winemaker. Randy and 
Brooke. Uh, Brooke, Brooke. Yeah. They're yeah, awesome. Yeah. They yeah. left us. He 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 left California, moved to Texas, and grew a giant beard. I think he didn't want the competition or something. <laughs> he didn't want the hairy competition here. Yeah, he's uh, definitely looking a little uh, surly these days. He's out there in Hill Country. I don't know if they let him into Houston or anything lately. <laughs> Where is it? I thought he was in Austin. I don't know. Okay. He, yeah, he's actually in Austin. He's okay. in Austin. But, yeah. but he's down in Hill Country. And so you guys are saying there is drinkable wine in Texas? There's also really bad wine in Texas, but there's okay. some really great wine in Texas okay. if you well, know where to look. Yeah. Let's not get a twist. And this is actually my feeling on the natural wine thing. Um, there's really bad wine everywhere. Yeah. And there's really good <laughs> wine everywhere. Um, there's really bad wine in Napa. And there's really great wine in Napa. And, you know, you just have to know how and where to find it. Uh, and the same goes for natural wine, commercial wine. It's, there's, there's good and there's bad. Um, so, you know, just Texas, there's, there's people doing it right and there's people who haven't figured it out yet. I mean, it used to be that way in Sonoma County. There was a whole bunch of wine that wasn't necessarily real good in the North Coast, you know, in the 70s and early 80s. And winemaking techniques and grape growing has come a long way since then. And, you know, it takes a long time to learn how to farm a piece of property, right? Sam? Generations. Yeah. I mean, really, you know, the people that we're chasing in this business uh, have been on the same pieces of land in the Rhone Valley for 500 years. Whoa. Yeah, Sam. Holy um, fuck. Oh. <laughs> All right. Uh, Look, another Thomas uh, Jefferson uh, reference. Uh, 96 clap. Uh, just landed on Cornos, the table. Yeah. Cornos, uh Boom, with a which, thud. With a thud. Since 99. So Mark, who's um, running the, the tasting room here, I stopped in yesterday and he said that he was going to pull something out of his cellar. So when I got here today, he said, oh yeah, I pulled this little uh, thing out of my cellar. It's a uh, 96 clap. Funny, uh, funny thing Cornos. about a 96 clap, we might be, op- we might be opening it too early. <laughs> I mean, it's that's 22 what, year old wine. Was, he was saying. It is. How long has it been decanted? It's been decanted. I think it was just recently opened, though. We did, we did, I told him, don't open this too early. So, you guys, if you're not familiar with this wine, this is a Syrah from a particular part um, of France that's known for its scorched earth hillsides. I mean, it, it looks like a moonscape. And these wines are typically undrinkable upon release. I mean, they are so tightly wound. It's, it's cold there. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, the I was I don't remember exactly the quote. It was from Kelly McAuliffe when I was down at, at Hospice, um, and he was saying that basically the divi- division between the Southern Rhone and the Northern Rhone, Northern Rhone gets like. 20% less sunlight, maybe even more than the Southern Rhone. So, you know, Syrah, which does well in cold climates, um, yeah, they don't pick this vineyard until the end of October. Like, they go to the very end that they possibly can, but they're still, it's like, not going to release the the grip, which is why, you know, I, I have a couple of mm, maybe 2012 claps in my cellar um, that I've buried intentionally. I've put stuff in front of, I've they're at the bottom as far away from my curiosity as possible because I know, you know, I'm not going to open them until, uh, you know, I can, I can like, I'm so eligible for social security. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're an old man. How, how about when I'm eligible for social security? Last year? I mean, we can, I got a couple of years. We can, we can wait around. You know, by by the time we do the thousandth, five hundredth episode of uh, the wine, what are we on right now? Fifty, fifty three. No, that can't be because we were on fifty. I think there's a fifty one. Yes, not including the lost. You know, episode. I think we're on a different um, number than Ed is because I I think I've been sending him intros and right. Yeah, Sam just tried that wine. We're um. So this is, I don't know if you guys are into French wine or into age wine. This is a little bit of both. And this is a completely different animal than anything you were going to taste this weekend here in California. Um, Yeah. Oh, my God. Thanks so much for sharing. This is delicious. Right? And uh, do you guys like, you're not vegetarians, are you? One of us. Is One of us. Is there, is vegetarians? Is there a no, 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 <laughs> not a problem. Actually, at all. more surprised to hear about vegetarians in Texas than wine in Texas. Yeah. 
Uh, no, the, the only I was just asking for a frame of reference because for me, when I when I taste this, I almost get a little bit of the cured meats and like smokiness to mm -hmm. it. So if if you're a vegetarian, then maybe you know you don't know exactly what that smell is or that flavor is. But um, yeah, it's it's. Oh. I got kind of like a barbecue ribs or totally. Or you're yeah. right there. Yep. Yeah, there's a lot. Got, of it has that that has a little bit of that tang. There's like a sort of not citrusy but tanginess right. sort of, especially aromatically yeah. um yeah this is this and is just fun. enough like white pepper mm -hmm. i think we should do podcasts where somebody brings us a 22 year old bottle of uh northern roan more often just gonna go out and <laughs> two sips in this is a lot better than sitting on traffic on highway 37 trying to get to a music festival i'm not going to. i can only imagine man and for 96 the acid in there oh yeah it's just making me drool yeah. Mm. Oh, that's good shit. All right. Well, I don't know what the but rest of your totally group they de they uh, they decided to go in oh. and hang out inside at the. Uh, They're drinking at the wine at the Roan Room. They're actually doing what they should be doing. <laughs> right. That's, that's the. And and Mark's got to hold them now. I think they're. Uh, you guys are going to the Girl in the Fig for lunch today, or late lunch. You're going at uh, four o'clock, and then you're going to head over to. Um, to Sai, they're going to go hook up with Jamie and she's going to do a little uh, sabering uh, oh, exercise. Nice. Which right. I, for a. Do the, do the military members bring their own sabers? I don't know <laughs> about <red>. that. Yeah. <laughs> we, we should have. But. <laughs> well, now like you can saber with anything. Uniform with the saber. I want you seen those. Uh, popping champagne bottles left and right. Have you seen those videos now on influence. YouTube <laughs> where it's people are using like iPhones and wine glasses and lighters? I mean, the. They'll saber well, with anything. Sa though. The saber thing is—it's not about the sword. It's right. about where you hit it on the—you have to hit the lip of the bottle on the seam, and really, it doesn't matter what you hit it with. But what you're doing is you're just like sending a shockwave, and and really, what you're using is the pressure inside the bottle. To, and and it to also has off. to do with the glass needs to be somewhat cold too. Right, she, that's what Jamie had told us. Uh, yes. I'm gonna say it does matter what you use because one time we had our head chef take. One of our chef's um, knives, right? One of his best ones. Like, no, no, no. Had the full knife. He was like, We're, I'm just going to pop the champagne because we had another chef leaving. Took him five tries. Destroyed his chef knife. <laughs> it was like, oh, it's okay. It'll work. It'll work. Kept going. So I'm going to say it still matters what you use to pop that. <laughs> use your own knife. knife. No, it matters. Use somebody else's <laughs> knife. That's why, that's why he was the head chef. <laughs> I was I was actually thinking about bringing some sparkling wine and us kind of practicing here uh, today at the Roan Room. And then I thought, then I'm, I'm picturing shards of glass flying into Sandra's garden. And I thought, you know what? Maybe that's not the best idea. That's why we're going to wait for them to go through their lesson and then do another podcast with them where they all open it for us. Are you going to come and get in on this? I'll come say hi. Yeah, why don't you let us know what you guys are doing in there? Sure, sure. And tell us your name and where you're from. Yep. Uh, my name's Claire Marie. I'm and get right up in that microphone. Okay. My name's Claire Marie. There I'm originally go. from Louisiana, but right now I'm living down in San Diego. So most of us are coming from across the west coast up okay. and down the west coast okay yeah so we were just got invited in there to kind of taste some more wine and play some games and so that's what we're in there doing and <laughs> thought we'd come in and check in and see how the podcast is going yeah and um um what are you guys drinking in there so i'm still drinking i believe the ganache i poured out okay. here they right. just started right. and they kind of went through their list right um i'm very excited about the vanier right i just got introduced to that through mel's class a couple weeks ago and I wait a minute class class yeah what the hell is this oh about oh my goodness so <laughs> mel is trying to impart as much wisdom and like get everyone on the wine bandwagon i love this idea yeah so she's actually done this class a couple of times, I think, throughout different places she's lived. Um, but basically, it's a master wine taster DVD set. Okay. And so we walk, we go to her house once a week. Her roommate um, does a great pairing, so they watch it ahead of time and cook a meal that pairs with the wine lesson. Wow. Yep. And it's about a six, eight week, six week. And so once a week, we would all, a lot of the people who are here from San Diego, myself and one other member, 
would go to her house, and there were a couple other people not here today, um, would go to her house, and she would have the DVD set up and had, would have bought the wine to like so we can taste it as go. we're yep. doing it. And then we would have the meal, and she'd kind of talk to us about it and impart her wisdom and kind of like get everyone excited about wine. So And yeah. so, so was it that that one time you had a Viognier and you were like, wow, this, I actually really like this. Yeah. So I, you know, I'm, I'm not, I, I like wine, but it's usually sure. White wine, red wine, like, um, but white when, zen. yeah, white Zen. <laughs> hey, now we love white Zen. There's nothing wrong with white Zen. That's, that's why all the old vine vineyards are still in, they're all still exist is because yeah. of white Zen. Yeah. So but we'll leave it at that. <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry. So, um, yeah, we, oh, sorry. So I don't know where I was going with Was that. it with the Viognier? So what oh, is it Viognier. that you liked about the Viognier? I like it because I like sweeter wines. Like right. Moscato is okay. too sweet for me. I can't yeah. do a Moscato. Yeah. But I do like a Riesling. And so I'm trying, I've been trying to kind of baby my way into reds and be more yeah. like adult with my decisions, I you guess. You know what? Can I stop you right there and say that I She's drink nine? <laughs> <laughs> number one, never been an adult. Number two, <laughs> drink primarily white wines. Okay. Professionally have to drink red, but personally will drink primarily white. Okay. And I've, and I've gone through every stage and evolution in my life. But if you find something you like, there's nothing wrong with drinking that. Fair enough. And, and do you know that Viognier actually is not sweet, but do you know what it is that's it's your nose that's fucking with you oh. on the Riesling and Gewürztraminer and the Viognier. Because you're smelling sweet, you you're sort of interpreting your, your oh. palate as sweet. When really most of the Viognier's are bone dry, so a lot of the Riesling's are so, drying. And yeah, and, and some Riesling's have an oily characteristic to mm -hmm. it. And that is interpreted. I mean, that's what I meant. Was Viognier it has an oily characteristic, sure. and that gives you the impression of sweetness sometimes. Oh, I see. Yeah. Well, it's because you're smelling that that like that peach and apricot mm -hmm. and honeysuckle right. as you're drinking the wine. So it could be anything in that glass. If you are smelling that, oh, wow. you're going to sort of interpret it as a sweeter style wine. Uh, but I'm a big Viognier fan myself. Okay. And so has anyone told you about Condru? Have you heard that word before? No. You're going to shit your pants when you have a Condru. <laughs> oh, and I'm my sorry, goodness. You, we're going to have to get you some diapers. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if they have one here, but um, Condru is this specific region in France where that's all they do is Viognier. Okay. And the best Viognier in the world. Oh, wow. So you need to get a hold of a bottle of that. Okay. Don't share it with anybody. Yeah. <laughs> Just keep it all to myself. You're going to want to take that <laughs> home. Know. Can I invite Mel to share it with Mel would that? probably be the only person that I would so recommend So there is a, there's a great <laughs> wine shop in San Diego called uh, Cogood Wine, Max Cogood. Um, and I'm, I'm on his mailing list. I followed him on Instagram for maybe I still do. Uh, K O G O O D. Um, and he'll have he'll have all kinds. He always sends out emails with like different Rhone rivals and stuff like that. It's a place to check out. I don't know. I don't know where in San Diego it is because I've been to San Diego once. Went to a baseball game. Rode my bike around Coronado and then got on a plane. So yeah. uh, <laughs> I've been there once. I saw Shamu <laughs> at SeaWorld. It's been a while. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think Shamu died <laughs> in captivity. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Wah, wah, Debbie the Downer. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so let's get back to, um, let's get out of the Debbie the Downer. <laughs> I know, well, since, you know, we kind of uh, lost our last episode, Sam and Bart, if you want to just briefly cover what's going on right now as of, as of Memorial Day out in the vineyard, um, I've seen pictures on Instagram over the last week, and it looks like we got some changes going on, and um, um, things are looking good. Except it, that it's Sam. I don't know if you if you know it's rained here the last yeah, couple it, days. Yeah, it was rain, and um, there's definitely people freaking out about that a little bit. Things yeah. were in bloom um, for the most part. You know, we've had. A fairly cool month of May. Um, you know, we're sitting here outside of the room room right now, um, but it's foggy. It's maybe 65 degrees. Um, it's kind of been like that for most of the month. Fogs come in hard and sort of, you know, hasn't really left a lot during the day. So things are really going slow. So if, if you're going to get rain in May, you want it after stuff like that. And we're, in, you know, things are. Yeah, every picture that I've seen people posting on Instagram, and I do need to get out in the vineyard probably tomorrow, um, is like they're waiting for bloom. They're looking, you know, these little clusters 
uh, on the vines, ready to blossom, but haven't yet. Um, so, you know, from that standpoint, we're, we're doing pretty good. At, you know, it looks like there's a lot of fruit out there. Um, you know, obviously it's a don't count chickens um, kind of situation because there's a long way to go. But, um, you know, after the last half a dozen years or so where it felt like everything was really early and, um, you know, a season that's started a little later and is moving a little slower is probably okay. Um, you know, maybe our friends at Bedrock will be picking in the middle of August instead of the beginning of August. <laughs> All right. Um, and, and, but also, you know, those winemakers with November 1st uh, vacations to Hawaii planned uh, might want to postpone that to the 15th or so. Um, so that's, you know, that's kind of where we're at. I, I don't know, um, you know, exactly where our vineyards are uh, because, frankly, for the last month I haven't been in them uh, enough. Uh, no, I haven't seen any pictures from uh, Muchas Piedras. Yeah, I haven't been. So, I got to get up to Muchas Piedras. Uh, you know, all the grasses have, have gone to seed and the hills are turning brown, which doesn't mean things are dry out there. It's just kind of the time of year it is. Um, so, uh, you know, it's it's uh, still a cool time. Um, you know, everything's been mowed and tilled under. The people who till, everybody who doesn't till has done their crimping or whatever. So the vineyards are, are looking really um, sort of neat and trim. Um, you know, people are doing shoot positioning, kind of building that, that canopy for the summer. Um, but yeah, there's, a, it seems like there's a lot of waiting, waiting, waiting for those blossoms right now. Yeah. I was up in Ukiah on Thursday and went up to look at the Shannon vineyard and, um, to walk into it, it, he hasn't, they haven't quite gotten there yet. They're working up in Redwood Valley right now. So he's still got, it's an organic vineyard, so he's got weeds growing up in the vines and stuff. Cover crop, sorry, cover crop growing up into um, the vines and stuff. Um, and, and a nice amount of fruit, no bloom yet. Um, but, you know, it's, it seems seems to be going well. And I agree, it's it's not early by any means. And if anything, they're farther behind us. Not early by the, it's not even on time by sort of the new normal standards. Right. Um, you know, and it's funny because we were, you know, February was probably the most beautiful stretch of weather we've had in 2018. Uh, you know, I think everybody in February was like freaking out that they were about to have bud break and bloom was going to be in the middle of, you know, the April rains and we'd all been fucked. But, um, you know, it went from February when it was 75 degrees and sunny and the end of February was snowing and really, you know, it sort of gradually warmed up since then, but we haven't had a stretch of, you know, more than a day or two of, of really like sunny, beautiful weather, you know, and we're kind of in that pattern right now. It's going to be you know, Memorial Day Monday in Sonoma is going to be pushing 90, but right. it's going to be back in the 70s and foggy mornings in the 40s uh, next week. So, yeah, you I know, mean, it's it, going slow. It would probably be quite a bit warmer today if there wasn't the fog, quite oh, frankly. Wow. I mean, that's that's what it is, is our, yeah. our coastal influence. Sorry, I'm smelling this uh, Priorat. We just poured a uh, 2016 Priorat, um, which with this herb cheese, I don't know what it is that you got. Bart, this cheese that has oh, like these herbs in it. Oh, it's a Jack rosemary. Uh, the two of these things together seems like I need to find a way to smush them together into one bite. Mm. <laughs> mm. Beautiful label, too. The reason you had an awkward po- silence there on the podcast is everybody got up to go cut, <laughs> go get some cheese. We're like, uh, we need to coordinate our cheese gathering better here, guys. Wow. Uh, so, so, so where are you guys going tasting tomorrow? Actually, to- tomorrow. No, they're bottling. We're bottling tomorrow. So. This is your future, people. If you're buying California <laughs> wine, we yeah. just invite people. Sam, you've talked about this. It's a new thing we're going to start where we get, uh, not you guys. We're gonna get yuppies to come, and we're gonna—they're gonna—they're gonna pay us to bottle our wine. <laughs> so that's uh, that's a thing. Um, the the we're not paying. Cross pick coming to a gym near you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but but we are um, we when we were here in January we became members of the Campana Ranch, um, and we fell in love with you know sitting in the barrel room, and uh, his wife came in on her horse to grab a. A glass of wine. The, right. The rescue dogs are running around. You know, right. they're just 
they love what they do. So um, and they're they're up in uh, just north of Santa Rosa, right? I don't think they're quite yes. Healdsburg, but they're Re- Windsor. Windsor, I think yeah, their, yeah, Russian River Valley. Yes, yeah. and they, they he makes them really fun. He does all of the Bordeaux varietals um, as single varietals, mm-hmm. so it's been really fun for us to uh, experiment and kind of you know learn learn what those varietals can do here. So, have you worked on a bottling line before? <laughs> I have. Um, I've helped the Tackett's bottle a few times, and that's a uh, hand-to-hand operation. So your hand, you know, you right. fill the bottle, you cork the bottle, and right. you move down the line. And that's that's been a lot of fun. I'm not sure how they're they're doing it at Campana Ranch, so we'll we'll find that out tomorrow. It'll be an adventure. I think when uh, for Val and I, when we were in Italy on our honeymoon, our our second honeymoon, technically our first, was in Arkansas on the drive back from Texas. <laughs> Shukawawa. So, so, so we'll claim Italy. Um, <laughs> so we uh, we actually showed up at this uh, at this very small family-run winery called Val de Toro and literally we picked it because Val Val yeah. is Val right and and Val is like a bull in a china shop sometimes so <laughs> so I've so maybe been called that a few times behind my back or to my face but but we're on a podcast so it's okay for me to say it now <laughs> so we showed up and it was their bottling day and they let us still explore the winery and taste wow. their wines and they said if we didn't leave in the next 10 minutes we were going to get put to work and so we lingered a little bit thinking that they would actually let us work but uh but no we we did leave with some of their wine and we're really excited to to get bottling out here yeah yeah we're excited to to try it i, I you know i'm excited for melanie to to get started with her winery you know just to learn more and be hands on free labor for her but also learning experience and i mean it's just we're super excited um to just you know, get some experience at Kimpana Ranch so that when we go help Mel, um, we know what we're doing by that point and we can help her even better. Yeah, yeah. and there and there is a <laughs> romance. Fuck up somebody else's bottling before you do <laughs> yeah, your friends. Yeah, yeah. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> there is a little bit of a romance to bottling, but um, that wears off in about 25 minutes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, when you're free, you can just leave, right? Right. When they're not that's, that's exactly right. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. And just remember, d- keep your fingers out of the machines. I have scars to show. <laughs> out of the machines? Yeah. Keep your th- fingers out of the machines, oh. yes. <laughs> oh, I was going to do it all wrong. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you were going to be called lefty uh, <laughs> by Monday. <laughs> That's great. And what did they say? If you guys help bottle, are they going to let you uh, take a couple bottles home? Yes. That's, yes. A, that's a perfect deal. Yes, it yeah. is. And yeah. it'll be fun. Uh, you know, again, getting to see, you know, winemakers at work and helping with the process. That, that part's really fun to me. Yeah. 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 I know. Who else is a tutor of yours in your life? Like who? Um... So uh, Leon and Cindy Tackett own Tackett Family Vineyards in Paso Robles. So that's where I've been going for the last year. Um, yeah to help out and you know initially um, I had gone up for one of their um, Warriors Helping Warriors events where they actually have people come and pay money to bottle the EOD sellers um, See wines. Sam? Yep. Um, <laughs> but uh, all, all the proceeds for the EOD seller wines that they do go towards the EOD Warrior Foundation. So um, Leon was uh, is retired EOD. He did um, 27 years. Um, active duty as uh, EOD tech, um, and EOD is explosive ordnance disposal. For those who don't know that, bomb, bomb squad, basically. Bomb squad, yes. Think Hurt Locker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, so it's really it's really a cool event. And I went last year, and we helped the bottle. It was the first time I'd ever done it. And I told Cindy the next morning, I was like, you know, if you ever need any help, she's like, yes, I do. Next month, uh, we have an event. I need you here. I was like, okay, gotcha. I'll, I'll be here. Um, and so, you know, the last year, I've done uh, everything from uh, helping bottle. I've uh, We've gone out, and he's taught me to prune and sucker. Um, Seriously? Yes. Wow. Yeah, so it's been it's been a lot of fun. Um, You're ready to be a vineyard owner. I, I love it. You know, you I took... Pr- she's going to do yet. awesome. We can't wait. <laughs> I know. Do you have any overalls? <laughs> Not yet. I should, I should probably how, invest how in big those. Is so. this, how big is this vineyard that you're Seven acres. At? Seven acres. Good size. Yeah. 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 So just, in, just enough to fuck up the rest of your life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I took uh, a week of leave a couple months ago, and um, 
and just went up and helped Leon. Um, I was, we were uh, suckering and, you know, doing the wires and doing all that stuff. And he, uh, you know, I'm, I'm working and I get about three vines in and I look up and Leon's down at the end of the row. He's like, you better hurry up. You have seven <laughs> acres you're going to have to yeah. do next year. The yeah. same so. thing happened to me when I used to go out and try to help pick grapes. <laughs> You know, I'd yeah. be still on one vine and they'd come back, you know, and say, okay, so you got to keep up. Look at the yeah. funny white guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, let's get a shout out to Tackett Family Vineyards um, on Von Dolan Road, San Miguel. It's TackettFamilyVineyards.com. T-A-C-K-I-T-T FamilyVineyards.com. So if anyone wants to uh, get a hold of some of the brosé. And I'm sure they make other varietals, but that's what we happen to be drinking right now, which is delicious. And that's the, uh, uh, what vintage is that? It's uh, 2000, what, what's last year? 17. So this is our 17. first. Yes. Okay, cool. <laughs> like, this is actually a special release. So it's the Warrior Brose. It's, uh, it was blended uh, and created for um, Kevin Childre, who was uh, a EOD tech for 33 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, he died uh, three years ago. Uh, uh, last week, actually, um, and in a bicycle accident. So 33 years uh, disposing of bombs, and um, and that was a very unfortunate accident. But he was a fantastic guy and, uh, you know, lived his life to help others. So um, one of the things that uh, we did this year was uh, this blend in his name, um, and all the proceeds from this are going to go towards a service dog for um, uh, EOD, uh, an EOD warrior. Oh, super awesome. cool. Yeah. Yeah. And... Um, what is brose? I don't. What, bro. Is that is that what it is? Yes. It's supposed to be kind of like yes. bro, like bromance, kind of brose. Exactly. Trying okay. to Your trying brother, to encourage the know? the okay. military dudes that it's okay to drink pink wine. Okay. Just just no wearing like the pink camo though, right? Is that can you do? Can we say it's okay to wear? Drink yeah, because pink wine, you know, that's a fair question because you know rose day is coming up on June 9th, I think. The day after my birthday. So. Is it for completely irrelevant? But yeah, <laughs> is it okay for a dude to be wearing a uh, you know all pink, pink pants, pink uh, shoes, pink shirt? Go and, for it, uh, Brian. Drinking rosé. I'm thinking about. Are we heading to Sonoma's Best? Is he doing anything for uh, rosé day? Yeah, he's having his rosé party. And I think it's a there's a contest as far as uh, costumes, yeah. right? I might have to like do a little sneak peek of our rosé because I was gonna try and hold out. Until our our vinyl Sunday, red, white, and rose, right around Fourth of July. Mm-hmm. Uh, but maybe all, if you're out there listening, uh, the ninth, come by, say hi to me on my birthday, and we'll do a little preview of rose, uh, the Steel Plow 2017. Uh, yes, 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 yes. The ninth at the tasting room. There we go. I just decided a marketing event. Nice plug. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Executive decision made. Seems to happen a lot. Right. <laughs> After a couple glasses of wine, it's easier to make decisions. I tell you what. Pour me some 96 clap uh, and I'll do anything. <laughs> right. So, and so you guys have a pretty good day. You're planning on uh, going to the Girl in the Fig, I think, uh, a little late lunch, 4 o'clock, which is one of the best things. And this is what I talk best about with people that come visit is one of the best times to go to the Girl in the Fig is is on off hours. Most people open for lunch, close at 2 o'clock, stop seating, and then they reopen at 5 o'clock. Girl in the Fig doesn't do that. They just serve straight through. So... If you've been tasting wine, full menu. If you've been tasting wine, drinking wine, and it's three o'clock, three thirty, four o'clock, most places aren't open. But you're hungry. That's the place to go. Um, and, and, and you know, if you have some time before, and you walk, just walking around the square, there's a few places that you could go and taste. Um, in case you don't, get just enough a few. Wine. You yeah. mean twenty-seven? Yeah. Well, <laughs> 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 we, we we were trying to get you into Sam's place today, but they're uh, they're a little booked up. Uh, Paul and I were trying to finagle some way to get him in the in the uh, back of the tasting house, impossibly smush the, the, the 10 a.m. seating. Maybe no, we were gonna smush them into some old Volkswagen vans. Oh, perfect! Yeah, <laughs> that was Paul's idea, by the way. <laughs> He's like, "Well, there'll probably be some Volkswagen vans back there. They have some tables. We could smush them into the vans and do a tasting." I said. Like, you know what? That's very California. Yeah, that's what happens when I leave for four <laughs> days. <laughs> exactly. Maybe you should just drop in on Jeff Cohn. <laughs> So and is the um, offer still on the table? Yeah, right? <laughs> I know, because doesn't that kind of sound like fun? Totally. I mean, we are in California. Right. And, 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 and Bart, will you let us know, because um, we had some guests in last night that said they had gone to Jeff's, Jeff Cohn's um, dinner at Sweet D, I think uh, last week, the other day, three or four yeah. days ago. Um, 
But when is your dinner coming up at Sweet D? Uh, Friday, June 22nd. June 22nd. Okay. Um, Kyle, will you be my date? I get food and wine? Absolutely. All right. So Kyle and I are coming. Anyone out there that wants to come? Bromance. It's yeah, a bromance. Exactly. Kyle They'll and both I are, be in We're pink. drinking some brosé. I think we're going to have to bring one of these bottles just to really show our bromance. <laughs> okay. Kyle's getting a little weird about it. <laughs> I was just planning on going and, and drinking Bart's wine and having some good food. But well, um, Shamelessly plugging things. Uh, please. The, please. No. <laughs> the, the menu at Bart's dinner is off the hook it's, it is it's like hook. sort of mexican themed which i'm all about wait well, it's mexican it's, slash it's like churro, slash middle eastern yes right mm, yeah slash um, mex eastern is that a word well but then there's, there's there used to be a restaurant in la called mexico so, yeah. so then then you have a little spanish <laughs> okay. influence so it's it's really it's kind of chef's choice i guess right. but yeah they're doing it and it's just gonna be family style um yeah it'll be fun Okay. No, no. I'm, I I want to make sure that people know about that because um, I heard Jeff's was a good um, was a good dinner at Sweet D and uh, Mel and Gay Shulman that came to it said that he was very very nice gentleman and the wines were very good. Ticket uh, sales must be going okay because Sandra has not been. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. We've seen Jeff on his. Jeff, a perfect gentleman. <laughs> right. Uh, but if you go to thegirlinthefig.com and head over, just click on Sweet D, you can get tickets to any of the winemaker dinners. I think um, Steve McLaren, uh, they Steve, just, they Steve just Law had just had one uh, as well. Yep. Um, but I know Bart's is coming up. I don't know who else is coming up because I don't care. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Sam, you don't, Sam yeah. you don't have one coming I don't up. Have, you know, I don't have a dinner on the calendar right now. We don't do a ton of them. I should probably do another one. I'll do it. All right. I'll figure it out, and then I'll plug it on the wine. Not makers. sushi at the tasting house. I'm talking Not about full-on yeah, dinner. Yeah, no, like a real dinner. Okay. At added restaurant. Okay. With the whole thing. Yeah. All right. But I'll do sushi at the tasting house again too. And uh, Mike the baker is doing some like subversive. Uh, pop-ups at the tasting room on Tuesdays because he's not doing the farmer's market, Tuesday night market anymore. So check out Mike the Baker's uh, website. He was every once in a while setting up Tuesday night behind the tasting house and, and doing uh, his flatbreads and selling bread and his whole deal. So For the oh, nice. anti... Uh, for the for the anti-farmer's market, right? Yeah. Okay. Or come to the... Come, you know, get a bottle of wine and a flatbread and then go to the farmer's market. Right. It's not an anti-farmer's market. It's just, No, it's know, pregame. Subversive. It's pregame. Yeah. Pregame farmer's Disruptive. market. Disruptive. Disruptive. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys. Where are we at, Kyle? All right. Yeah, I think it's time to wrap it up. All right. We're going to... Um, Kyle, you got something Kyle, to say? Kyle, do you have something to say? Yeah, just uh, I know we're about to close up. And for me personally, this was a... a Really great podcast. I, I feel honored to be able to meet all of you. I have a lot of family that have been enlisted for many years, as well as family that's currently enlisted that I always worry about and care about. And so uh, I feel really appreciable to have you guys join us and to meet everyone. Thank you. It's our pleasure. Yeah. And we're excited about your new chapter in life. I mean, Mel, this is it's kind of a crazy thing you're doing. Yes. Yeah. It seems like you realize that, which yeah. is what, what actually makes it okay with me. Oh, okay, good. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I was really worried about if I had your approval or not. So. No, but it, it is. Well, it's yeah, scary. I wouldn't worry about Brian's approval. I'd look at Sam. He's the one with the <laughs> dirt in the ground. <laughs> all I got to do I is support all line. vineyard development and new vineyard purchases. Right. Right. And if you need to call Enterprise Vineyards, 707 996 6513. Yeah, it's only a five-hour drive. It's only a five hour we can drive. be there tomorrow. Yes. <laughs> yeah, no, and we we uh, look forward to your first wines. And, Thank um, you. Um, working at Sante at the Sonoma Mission Inn, we've got some other contacts up here. When you're ready to start selling wine, um, let us know. Do you have an idea what you're going to call it? Uh, there's a there's a current name so I'll, with the current uh, wine club, mm -hmm. so I'll probably maintain that until I get my feet underneath. Oh, so you me, bought so. like I mean I'm probably late yeah. to this conversation. You bought a vineyard and a winery. Yes. You bought the whole dang, dang yes, thing. Yes, the whole thing. Whole thing. And is there actually You're a, is, in buying wineries? Is there a production facility? They they have a, a barrel room on the property, but they do most of the um, uh, barreling at uh, the Via the, Vega vi okay. vineyards yeah, and, and where right. the winemaker yeah. is. So. Yeah. Cool. Yes. Yes. Right. And if people want to get a hold of uh, Tackett Family Vineyards, they can. And uh, oh, are we gonna have some. Are you guys coming in? Coming in. Awesome. <laughs> All right, we got more of the crew. They're coming in to say hi. 
So, can you guys hear me all right? If you don't mind, introduce yourselves. Let us know where you're from. And just and talk right into the mic. Yeah. Okay. Uh, my name's Jim. It's my wife, Amanda. We're from uh, Washington, uh, Washington State. Yeah. And whereabouts? Uh, Gig Harbor. Gig Harbor. I don't know Gig Harbor. It's on the peninsula. It's uh, by um, basically across the sound from Seattle. Okay. Okay. And you guys are obviously a part of uh, Mel's fun group that's come <laughs> to town this weekend to uh, drink wine and uh, get involved in a little debauchery, hopefully. Yes, she's been yeah. teaching us a <laughs> yes. lot about wines, but more about how to nurse a hangover. So <laughs> it's, it's always a good time with, with Mel. <laughs> and how exactly do you nurse a hangover? <laughs> um, with a lot of Advil and ibuprofen. Yeah, water. And more wine. And yeah, or, or, or sparkling. Just keep yeah, on drinking. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> a nice rosé in the morning is, is right. good. Right. And have you guys been to Sonoma before? Yeah, actually, our first time was the last time we were here with all of us, um, uh-huh. and we've been learning a lot more about wines. I'm originally from Florida, don't really know anything about wine, so right. being coming over to the Pack Northwest, it's been right. really fun to learn. Each time I hang out with you, I, I, <laughs> I learn more and more, so it's been great. Cool. And what was your favorite thing that you did last time you were here? Um, probably, we went to the, we did the VIP wine tour we got to meet some wine makers yeah. and went to some of the their homes and wow. I just really I, to me it was more than just drinking wine we really got to experience the, the people and right. understand the history and how it all came to be so that was yeah. that was fun no i think that's more and more important and, and that's why if you guys have an opportunity to visit sam's tasting house it you know it used to be the model was that you had a winery and people would go to the tasting room and You'd have your glass, and they'd pour you a little one ounce, and you'd go through five wines, and then they go, so "Okay, you me. should, you should join the <laughs> wine club, and um, you know, here's our, here's our philosophy, blah blah blah." But more and more, it's been more of a personalized experience, and and you get that by going to Sam's place. That you're, it's kind of like you're coming over to his house, and he explains the the history of why they started making wine, and. And, you know, the history of the label and, and how they do what they do. And, and you instead of spending 10 minutes, you're actually spending an hour, hour and a half and learning about um, the people that you're buying the wine from. I think that's really important. So I'm, I'm glad that you kind of picked up on that aspect of it. Yeah. And, and, you know, the new tasting model is taking some time with the wine and not standing at the bar and like shooting it back. And, yeah. you know, Sam said before, you know, you really feel that people get more out of the tasting experience when they actually have some time to taste the wine and spend some time with it. Well, the thing about it is, you know, when you take that bottle home, you, you're you not going to stand at a bar and have two-ounce pours and drink it real fast and get to the next one. You're going to pour yourself a glass, and you're going to spend some time with it. So definitely our, our, our whole goal is to, you know... Um, create a, an, a, an experience so that when you take the wine home it tastes the same because I hate you hear people and they go yeah I bought this wine I loved it at the winery and brought it home and it didn't taste the same I didn't like it and it wasn't good um, well that's because you didn't get to spend time with it and really like form an opinion you didn't get to watch it open and evolve in the glass and and so m- my feeling yeah I mean I want it to be personal but I, I want you to come to the tasting house and do what you would do normally you know people go oh, what, what should i do now should i do i sniff it do i swirl it? and i go well, what would you do if you were at home and i wasn't watching you and <laughs> and but i'm watching you anyway um so you know just try and uh, replicate that and and so that when you bring that wine home you know what you're getting into you feel yeah. more confident you know and it is it's it's i mean it's about your wine experience and and education but it's also i mean it's it's self-motivated i want you to take that wine home and have that good experience at home and then want to buy more and want to come back and want to be a member and and the whole deal but uh, the only way to get there is to to make that original experiences as personal and as authentic as possible so that's the goal yeah and and sit in the vw bus (laughs) i think also for us being so new to this it's also the experience that we have so we bring it home we can talk about what right. what we had we remember the horse the dog that we saw and right. it just we have that uh, and if we share it with other people we can also share that that little bit of of time that we had a little story that we i mean trust me i i understand that the reason why i'm still doing this as long as i have been is because i fell in love with the process of making wine the, you know amazed at the grape growing experience and you know and then you finally get to enjoy it you know with a meal with your friends and 
close the gap, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I, it's, it is a magical kind of thing. Um, people will roll their eyes, I know, you know, but that's the way I feel. Why'd you look at me when you said that? <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about snarky people earlier, right? <laughs> I may be a bit snarky. I'm still a wine lover, Bart. I love the whole process. <laughs> Thank you, Bart. Yeah. And so we got to, uh, what do we drink today? We got to try a little Chenin Blanc. We got to try some uh, Brose from Tacky Family Vineyards. We got to try the uh, 96 Cornas from Klopp, which uh, that's not a bad Kicks Saturday. ass. Right? Um, a little uh, Priorat uh, 2016. Rare wine company. It's a good bottle of wine, too. That, I mean, it's... I'm completely different from the Cornas, but yeah, yeah su super juicy, drinkable, great uh, summertime red. I mean, Grenache uh, Tempranillo probably. Um, Doesn't yeah, say. I so. Yeah, I would assume. And uh, Kyle and I started with a little girl in the fig rose, um, and some uh, uh, a little uh, of Bart's Grenache and Chenin Blanc. God damn, what else can we drink? <laughs> oh, we got a Zen over there from Sonoma too. I noticed you didn't bring any wine, Sam. What the hell? Uh, well, you know, I drank it all in traffic on my way here. <laughs> I couldn't wait. <laughs> yeah, and Sam, thanks for uh, popping in straight from Oakland. That well, was no, cool. I'm, I'm stoked that we were able to put this together and, and you know, do a, a little special Memorial Day thing. I'm yeah. happy to have r made it back to to so that I can tell some jokes and get on there. But right. uh, no, first, you know, definitely appreciate that all you guys and your colleagues do. And I know Memorial Day, they, you always talk about people who don't make it back, but uh, it's important to remember those who, you know, are still there and made it back. And, um, you know, you don't never come back 100% uh, the way you went. So um, yeah. Yeah, it's memory of all of those things on Memorial Day. So. Yeah, no, that's cool. Well said. All right, anyone that wants to get a hold of... Um uh, Sam's Wines, you can do Sue at uh, 16600. 16 Boo. 16 Boo, 16 boo, yeah. Bart at uh, danesellers.com. Um, interesting on Instagram, will you tell us a who's running the Instagram Instagram account for us? Is that you? It must be me. Um, so if I've, you been, wanna, I've been locked out for a while, so it's yeah, not me. If, I, I, I'll give you guys the I'll give you guys the password. I just well, no, no, don't give out the password. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I'm. <laughs> Are you telling One, everybody two, three, or three, Dane, oh, just like all of his passwords. <laughs> <laughs> it's also his ATM it's, pin yeah, and one, his two, gate three, code. Four. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's it's Winemakers Pod. Winemakers right? Pod, yes. So at Winemakers Pod, if you want to follow on Instagram, and I'm at um, at Sonoma Wine Lover, um, Sam at. Uh, uh, sixteen six hundred and nothing but curry. Uh, yeah, nothing but curry. I have nothing a personal one at grapes with the view, but that one's not that. Grapes with a view. At nothing but curry. Follow my dog. Fuck the rest of it. Uh, curry seems to be having a good time. The dog that is here with us today. Do you, you want to get a shout out sure. to? Uh, Does he have an Instagram account? Yes. <laughs> this is uh, Barley Von Doodle. So <laughs> he's a quarter St. Bernard, three quarter standard, uh, two and a half years old, and he's a nut. But Boy, I, I typed in barley and there he is. Yes, yeah, yes, because he was, uh, we tagged him in a couple posts at Christopher Creek last night because he loves running the vineyard. So he he's very excited. He's probably the biggest reason I'm buying a vineyard. He wants a, uh, he decided he wanted to be a winery dog. So. Right, right. No, that's important. <laughs> it, it's very, very. Yeah, you'd be surprised how many people that, um, We'll come into the restaurant and they've been to a winery tasting room and they ask if we have that wine and they can barely remember the name of the wine, but they know the name of the dog that was at the tasting room <laughs> that, that they went to. Yes. Yeah, it's pretty yes, funny. It is. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I had a dog. Um, I had a dog that used to come to work with me every day and uh, used to just run around Benziger. And one day I was walking through the parking lot and my dog was sitting in the back of somebody's convertible. <laughs> <laughs> and, oh, no. and, and I thought, boy, that dog looks just like mine. And then I was looking for my dog, and I couldn't find it. And there she was, fancy, just sitting there waiting for a go for a ride. Yeah. My my parents will tell a story of going camping when I was four years old, and they said they would just let me run wild, and they, I'd be gone for hours, and and uh, then I'd come back, and then people would stop by the campsite and say, "Oh, is uh is little Johnny your kid?" And they're like, "Johnny." Oh yeah, he told us his name was Johnny. He was hanging out with us for like two hours. He had lunch with us, and I would—I think I just went where the food was. <laughs> so basically, you were an untrained dog as a yeah, child. Just, just, you just know, checking. whatever name they say. What's your name? Is it Johnny? Yes. <laughs> baloney. I like baloney. <laughs> All right, you guys. Well, Thanks I hope you lunch. have fun today. You guys are uh, heading over to the Girl in the Fig at uh, four o'clock, and then um, 
go see Jamie, who's been on the show before uh, from Psy, and do a little um, uh, sabering in the alley, which will be fun. Yes. Um, and drink a little sparkling wine. Sounds like a good day to me. I yeah. wish uh, I wish I didn't have Dangerous to Dangerous day to be going the back way to the Harvest Moon tonight, is what it sounds like to me. Right. Oh, is that where that is? Yeah, man, yeah. I don't know if you guys have plans for dinner, but Harvest Moon is very good if you want to. Um, oh, you'll be eating at four. You'll probably be... Uh, you probably be back at the uh, at the homestead um, for dinner tonight. Who's the cook in the uh, in the group? Uh, Val did most of the cooking, but um, we did some grilling of yeah. on on the grill last night. Yeah, I did steaks. the grilling. I did the yeah. steaks. Okay, and asparagus was, and everything. Nice. And one uh, portobello mushroom. <laughs> oh, for our uh, for our vegetarian. That's yes. right. <laughs> Good job. Well done, well, you guys. Thanks for coming to Sonoma County and. Uh, Thanks for the support for the wine maker podcast and yeah. enjoy your time. Yeah, thanks for listening. We uh, and and this is a lesson for any of you other listeners out there. Um, <laughs> All you have to do is listen to us, and we'll have you on the show. <laughs> shoot us, shoot us an email, and uh, and come on the show, right, Mel? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Thank you so much for having us. We've been we we're really excited to get to do this with you. Hey, and we're excited for you and and your new venture. And and honestly, if um, you know, Sam and I know make it down at least uh, once or twice a year to Paso. If um, if we could stop by and and say hi to you, that'd be that'd be good. I mean, I, is that. there a Anytime. barn or something where we could stay? Mm-hmm. You know, absolutely. Yes, <laughs> you're welcome. With the goats With and the, goat. the sheep. Yeah, and the sheep. All right. Yes, my tra- right. my teardrop trailer. You could you can snuggle in there. So. Cool. Yeah. Well, this has been the winemakers for uh, Sam Paturi, Bard Hansen, Kyle Reynolds, Brian Casey, and the entire group. Uh, Does this group have a name? Do they have a uh, name? They should have a, should. Uh, like a hashtag. All right, next time you got to. That's n- that's the goal tonight. Hashtag Mel's hungover crowd. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> that's too long of a hashtag. Yeah, yeah. Hashtag Mel's crew. <laughs> Parentheses, lots of water in Advil. What's a hashtag? <laughs> All right, this has been the winemakers. We'll catch up with you guys next week. Thanks for listening. <laughs>